Aloha, 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 aloha. It's the Wayne Cueto Show. My voice is kind of hoarse right now. I know, it sounds kind of, I'm, I'm trying to um, get it all back, but that's because I'm a little bit jet lagged. I'm not gonna lie, not, not a ton. Actually, I, I'm pretty proud of myself. Not super jet lagged, but a little bit jet lagged. Um, probably the last video that was ever posted was that video of me in front of the stadium in Copenhagen, in Denmark. Seems like a dream. Seems like so crazy that I was sitting out, standing outside that stadium. Not sitting, that's for sure. Actually, I got pushed, pushed by a cop afterward too. That was crazy. But that was also because the ambulance had to come through. But that's all a part of the experience of Hawaiian at Euro Cup, is which I like to title this episode. Not too many fancy bells or whistles with um, my computer or with my broadcast today. Um, Cause it's summer, and you know, also my computer isn't for some reason cooperating with me, but that's fine because it probably is on vacation as well. We started off kind of blistering this year, and it was kind of good. Um, it was really good, and then last week um, we didn't have a show, if you noticed. So that I'm kind of averaging not or, or not having one show a year, which is not a bad pace for me. But um, I was in Amsterdam at the time, and I was thinking like. Oh, I could just do a, a game a show from Amsterdam, but um, it didn't end up happening, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, Amsterdam, that's crazy, because I was in Copenhagen, and when I was in Copenhagen, Denmark, I went to Sweden for a day, then I went uh, to uh, Germany for a day, then I went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam was super fun. I would all um, say go to Amsterdam as well, go to all these places, and I ended up in Belgium. So um, you can't feel too bad, I guess, for me and my jet lag. Uh, but at the same time, I am kind of recovering, but I think uh, my whole experience is fresh, so I want to talk about it, and I want to, you know, um, uh, first of all, aloha everyone who's, who's there. I see all your, your comments. I'm just going straight from my phone right now, so um, that's because I uh, couldn't get my computer kind of to cooperate. I mean, it's fine, but, you know, it's on vacation, probably like how I was, and kind of my brain is still, but... Um, you know, I'm about to be home soon, fly back to Hawaii. And so I'm going to be adjusting even more, uh, from, from Europe, but it was a great trip and, um, I got to see so many amazing things and, you know, part of all the traveling that I do, uh, with Hawaii sports fans is, like I said, all of it is, is, um, you know, part of my, my own personal love for just traveling and exploring new places and feeling like an adventurer, like Ernest Hemingway or whatever, I don't know. I don't want to like just single out certain people or writers or figures in history, but you know, people that uh, go and sojourn by themselves across the world, you know, I see myself as a person like that. Um, Bradley says he's watching live from his beach chair on the beach. Enjoy, Bradley, I'm glad you can do that. And you know, it's always great to come home to Hawaii because it's one of the great places in the world, if not the greatest. And of course, it may be biased, but um, I, when I go to sleep, I, I'll think of all these places in Europe that I've been to, but I will also be very appreciative, obviously, of being from Hawaii. But I can, I can only tell you just how uh, magical Europe was and, and going to all these countries, five and all, I was able to go to. And um, I started in Copenhagen at the Euro Cup. So some of you might be watching on ESPN. I don't know what your experience is with uh, as soccer or football, because I always feel bad when I say soccer because I don't feel bad. I just, you know, how some people are like super purist and I get it. And, um, 
you know, I, it's football, but I just don't want to get people confused. Football, soccer, but, um, you know, people like to say soccer too, um, in, in Europe even uh, while I was there. And, uh, I think that's just a part of the cross-cultural, um, exchange between, uh, newer, Amer newer American soccer fans, you know, like myself, like a lot of people who might not be traditional fans, like the, the ones that the MLS, for instance, has. So it was cool to be around a lot of, uh, soccer and, uh, super soccer enthused, people, the game being in Copenhagen, um, and Europe in terms of it opening up to international travel, it, um, was a good time for it to, uh, you know, have for me to be able to go because it really just started opening up. Um, I, I was able to use my vaccine card to get into most buildings and to, to get access into the game. So before the game, even it's at a stadium in Copenhagen, um, you know, I was staying kind of right in the center of the town. Everybody there bikes and walks, and that's the amazing part. Denmark is amazing. Uh, the Little Mermaid statue is there. Um, this theme park called Tivoli that Walt Disney was inspired by, and Walt Disney went to that park. If you go to Tivoli, um, it's, it looks a lot like Disneyland. So we know for a fact that when Walt Disney was visiting there, he was inspired. But anyways... Denmark is magical, Copenhagen is magical, but going to the game at Euro Cup was also a, a thing for me personally as my first European international game. I, I was like, this is my first international soccer game, but at the same time, I was like, no, I went to Leon, Mexico. So I have to count Leon, and Leon was an amazing experience too. But going to Europe, obviously, was different than going to anywhere else as well, just because of, um, you know, just Euro Cup itself, the tournament. Um, and for like all, for all of you who didn't grow up, maybe major um, soccer fans like myself, so, you know, a lot of people, you know, all over in Milani growing up in Hawaii, I, I, I know a lot of people that watched Premier League very religiously or would get up in the morning to watch, you know, this La Liga or all these crazy, you know, um, soccer leagues that I, I, I personally didn't watch or have any teams in, but I, I knew about. But now that... Um, I think soccer is mainstreaming in a lot of ways in America, definitely with through MLS. Uh, you're going to get a lot of people like me who are experiencing major soccer events. And for me, Euro Cup, I didn't know how big it was. <clears throat> in 2008, I went to Vietnam, and um, I remember being on a boat in Halong Bay, and everybody was watching this game, and I was like, what is this? And they're like, oh, we're training for Germany. Go Germany. And I was like, oh, weird. And I was like, what tournament is this? And I was like, not World Cup. They're like, no, Euro Cup. So... I mean, this is how I didn't realize even how globally the impact of this tournament. Uh, fast forward to um, 2012, I was in Korea. I remember people were watching it. 2016, on the last one, I was in Wales. When Wales made it to the semifinals, I watched Wales play in Cardiff. So I went. I was in a pub in Cardiff, and I watched um, Wales beat. Um, who did they beat? But I learned a lot of names like Gareth Bale. Um, you know, and um, it was cool to be somewhere while that team's country was playing and be in that country. Uh, I was in Portugal the last World Cup, and I and I I shared a video of me in Portugal at the big town square because there's all these zone areas where people watch the game, game zones. And um, in Denmark, it was hard because of COVID. They didn't really want too many people gathering, so you had to have tickets or something. But there were still people everywhere. Um, but anyways, yeah, when I was in Cardiff, I watched Wales play and, you know, now fast forward 2020, 2021, this is obviously because of COVID last year, the tournament was supposed to be last year, but it was this summer instead. 
Um, so now Euro 2020, and I think it's a lot bigger. The way that ESPN is promoting it is a lot, um, you know, more than in the past. And, you know, that I'm a product of that as well. I'm going to be honest. You know, I think ESPN showing, uh, for me personally, seeing like Sporting KC. And I mean, I, I no offense to Sporting KC, but th I don't feel like their, their fan base is on the level 3252. Obviously, I'm very biased there because I'm a member of 3252. Um, which is the fan supporter section of LAFC. But that's what attracted me to MLS in the first place, was seeing these really cool um, like fireworks and pyrotechnics. And then also, I didn't think I was ever going to get involved in that myself. Not that I've ever got to hold any of the pyros myself. Hmm, or have I? I think I need to experience that and maybe even do that in the game. But only certain people can do it in the game. Um, but that's a part of the, so the soccer football culture. And that's um, something that I think is really bringing the world together. And it, it sounds like uh, another, you know, platitude about uh, in the power of sports, which I love to spout every week because it's so true. It's so true. All you know how sports has bring people together, and for me, going to this game was furthermore a Hawaiian at the Euro Cup from Hawaii. I don't know. There could have been other people from Hawaii there. I don't know. Maybe in Copenhagen, but I was there uh, for the round of sixteen game, Croatia versus Spain, and you know, like I said, we, I walked to the stadium. Everybody, you could have biked, you could have rented a bike. They have like Biki kind um, in Hawaii. Uh, I'm, I'm, the Biki is at service or maybe now defunct. Bradley is a huge Biki person. Um, but that type of, I mean, the bike culture is so amazing there. And really, first of all, physical fitness, I think the standard as a society as a whole, it goes up when everybody's biking. But they also have great bike lanes and everything. So there's a lot of ways of getting to the stadium. So that was cool as well that a lot of people are walking in and there's kind of just a horde of people. And I'm going to show this video. I'm going to share a vlog soon. I have to, I'll get to editing. Um, but being able to uh, be a part of these people and, you know, as, as people get closer to the stadium, they get louder. And I'll be honest, it seems that the Croatia fans are a lot louder. If you've been watching the tournament, Croatia qualified for the semis quicker than Spain. And Spain was one of the teams that, kind of disappointed and people saw them on a on a downward trend uh or you know at least by spain standards and when you look at places like spain france you know italy Germ germany all you all of western europe i mean the standards are very high obviously for their um, soccer teams for their national teams um higher than what we expect for the men's right and national team in the u.s we just are like whoa if the men's national team gets into the world cup it's a big deal sad but it's you know and i think that's also sad because I, I think there are a lot of athletes who aren't playing football or uh, American football or basketball. I mean, I, I think if LeBron or KD played soccer, it would be game over too. I think these guys are amazing. I'm not, I'm not saying like the size really matters. I'm just saying there's a level of athlete too in the U.S. that of of athletes that are obviously not gonna are not playing soccer um, and are gravitating to professional leagues that are making a huge sums of money not that you couldn't right there's a lot of americans that are going over to um europe to play christian pulisic uh a guy from croatia was like what do you think of him because his he has croatian roots christian pulisic right um and he's a uh, place for the u.s um soccer team as well um but um you know he uh is a, a representation of just how what kind of athlete too is is meant for you know not meant for this game of what we traditionally see in this game is 
maybe a little bit smaller. Like Landon Donovan wasn't a huge guy, but you know, a, a, a guy in American sports history that will have a place for what he's done, even though he played a sport that even wasn't super popular like soccer. He helped to make it popular. And I think it's, it's cool that the game is still growing, but um, you know, for me as a, a guy who watches mostly MLS watching international soccer was like seeing a new um, was like a, definitely a step up. Like even for my eyes as somebody who doesn't watch, a, didn't watch a lot of football, soccer in my life. Um, I, I was like, okay, this is definitely a different level than MLS. And it was, you know, evident by guys I wanted to see play like Luka Modric for Croatia. Um, a guy that in the world cup I thought was really fun to watch. And I knew he was getting later in his career. And I think when he won like golden boot or uh, when he beat like, Cristiano Ronaldo and, and Messi and I was like, okay, this guy seems like a kind of a cool guy to watch. It's kind of like the Novak Djokovic, uh, um, not maybe not not at the level of of Joker in um, in um, tennis, but think of like a guy having to be a contemporary with two all time greats, but still being able to find success. And um, it was cool to watch him play, but. We had to show vaccine cards or you had to have a PCR test. So that took a little bit longer to filter people in. But once we got in, got to our seats, um, I was able to get my ticket literally on the primary market from UEFA. So who was um, the international soccer organization who was sponsoring the tournament or hosting the tournament. Um, you know, I was able to get my tickets certified and direct from them, which is really cool and easy. And they make you have your passport and everything when you buy them. And you have to be very, you know, and I think that's a pretty cool thing too. Like everybody's basically registered, like your name is on the ticket. So it's, it's like a different level of event. Right. And, and I think that's, um, you know, important because that's a thing there registering people to come in that we don't necessarily do in the United States, but in the U S there's all, there was much, there's definitely much heavier in terms of searching everything than in Europe. And in Europe, I think they're even more able to go and search your stuff, but you know, they, they trust the fans for the most part. What I didn't like about the fans, and I will say this before I forget, because I've seen this in the, in the, in the NBA, we've seen this happen recently as fans throwing things at players. And that was happening, or people throwing things on the field. There was somebody above me that, and there, I was right where the press box was. I was very close to the press, right, right where the press was. I was in the press, but I was sitting right by them. I had to pay for my seat, unlike the press. But, um, you know, they're working and they don't expect this to happen. But a guy threw a, a, a water bottle from above me and it hit a guy in the press, like right in front of me. And I was like, if that hits me, if something hits me, I was like, no, I'm definitely running up there. Um, but the guy next to me who's from Italy, who lived in Denmark. So a lot of people couldn't really travel outside of their country. That was a thing like in Spain. You know, a lot of people couldn't travel outside. A lot of Croatians came to the game. Um, but there are a lot of also expats. So just like there are people that live in, you know, grew up in California and work in New York or grew up in Missouri and work, live in Florida now or whatever. There's a lot of people that move around within Western Europe as well um, to live and work in other countries. And obviously within with the European Union, the way it's set up, a lot of these people can do that. So there are a lot of fans within these countries. And I, I got to meet a lot of them. And Croatia was one of those um, teams that had a lot of fans and they were very confident going into the game and I, I, I and I kind of wanted, wanted was pulling for them as well um, but I got to my seat which is a kind of a weird seat because it literally was my seat and then the um, like concourse like where people walk so 
I should. I got this category A seat, so it's like the best seat. Oh, that's another thing too. I couldn't buy my exact seat. I had to only buy a category, which is really annoying. I have to drink water. Okay, thank you. Um, I I had to buy only um, like in a category. So they kind of picked the seat for you. So I didn't even know what seat I had till like right before they sent me the seat, the ticket, which I tried to go change the day before because I had like a ticket information area. But everybody in town was like, oh my gosh, you're going to the game. Like, and they're like, you're from Hawaii. They're like, who are you cheering for? I was like, I don't know, maybe Croatia. But like, everybody was just like, it, it, it was the hottest ticket in town. It was crazy. Um, of course, you know, that's what I do. I always get the hottest tickets in town. Always, always, always. And, and this was just adding to that. And that was really cool. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great game, a great way to start. You start hearing the cheers from both the teams. They played this song called Que Viva España and all the Spanish, there's their Spanish fan song. That's what they put up there. Um, and they sang it a lot, especially after they scored goals. Uh, the final score of that game was five to three. If I don't know if you folks remember, or it was a really epic game. Um, but it started off with the own goal. And I, I remember watching it and I called it too. And I was like, man, I, I think the sun was like so oddly in the face of just that one, the Spanish uh, goaltender. And he let the ball get by him. And it was looked like Croatia. And Croatia fans were going crazy. And they, their confidence just boosted even more. Um, and then Spain, you know, scored those two two more goals. And this is a Spanish team that, like I said, was, you know, underachieving in a lot of ways, or people thought. And they definitely came to play. And the Spanish fans got louder and louder. And the ones around me as well. Um, and then uh, at the second half, amazingness i was gonna play for you the video i'm gonna put it on there you'll see it if you go to hi sports fans on twitter instagram go to instagram it's probably the, it's the last video that's on there but it's a video of croatia tying the game in extra minutes so it went from 3-1 to 3-3 in extra minutes and it was really amazing i mean just to see how fast these guys could score you know that's the thing about soccer right it's like when you when you are not a seasoned fan and you're just watching from the outside you think like <clears throat> oh this is kind of boring right like the score is so low but there's definitely more tension in soccer i think than, than in most sports like it's just like a tension of like god because they hardly score you're just like is this gonna happen is my score my team gonna come back like two goals is like almost insurmountable so, so to be able to see croatia score um, so late in the game, twice, not only once, but twice, even in stoppage time, that was incredible. And to see that at the Euro Cup um, and the round of 16, a knockout stage where a team had to win. It wasn't like pool play where the teams would have another chance. These teams had to win. It was a knockout round. So to be there at the knockout, to see that happen was really cool. And I think that... Um, <clears throat> I think um, the stakes being that high also, uh, you know, made that moment. If you go and look at that video, uh, just even that much more amazing because everybody was celebrating it. It was just incredible. I mean, for any fan. And that's like this, those were the moments that I remember. I personally remember from my life. <clears throat> excuse me. It's not necessarily the moments that um, are involving teams that i'm invested in you know like my own team sometimes they're just about the moments a sports moment sometimes it's just about you know when i um you know like when i think about the philly philly the uh, like i said the eagles i always use the eagles because it's like obviously the eagles are not my favorite nfl team at all like any close but 
being at their Super Bowl was so crazy because I, there's so many good moments and definitely in Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles history, that'll be the best. That's the greatest game in their history, no doubt. Super Bowl um, 52. And, um, you know, they built a stadium. They built a, uh, you know, a, a shrine to Nick Foles, a guy who's still in a backup quarterback. But, you know, he had a shining moment. And, you know, it's an amazing story. So, like I said, like, I can go back to those types of moments. And this is one of those moments as well. It's like Euro Cup 2016, um, being in there in Copenhagen, Denmark, in the stadium, seeing Croatia tie the game in stoppage. That was a cool moment to be a part of. And those are the type of moments that I like to bring to, you know, Hawaii sports fans. And that's why um, now that we're past July 1st, we're in the second half of the year, and we're definitely getting closer to our first um, trip of the season. And that's why I wanted to remind you, HISportsFans.com, Hawaii sports fans. Just search Hawaii sports fans on Google. I guarantee you will come up first because I tried it myself. So, um, it, well, actually, Google does. You're right. Google, I, well, Google, you could get personalized results. I'm hoping Hawaii sports fans comes up for everybody. So, um, HI sports fans or highsportsfans.com. And um, check out our UCLA tour. It's going to be a great tour. We have a few spots remaining. There's also a commercial going on right now, ESPN 1420. If you're at home in Hawaii, you'll hear on the ESPN affiliate radio station. So, shout out to 1420. But, they're gonna. You hear the I Love LA tour, so I think that's a cool branding they helped me with as well because those are great partners, and um, I think it is. I think uh, it, it shows real love for LA. If you go to a Dodgers game, at the end of a Dodgers win, they play the song I Love LA, and they go, we love it. You know that song, um, I Love LA, and um, you know it's it's uh, it's true though, uh, and I, I think. St- Teams like the Dodgers are definitely a part of that reason that so many people love L.A. because it's a, it's a great tradition. So we're going to be going to Dodgers game, sitting in the best seats, the home run seats, eating all-you-can-eat Dodger dogs. So that's just one part of that. We'll also have a Sweet Angel Stadium. Check it out. It's going to be one of the best tours I've ever put together. HISportsFans.com. Or listen for the I Love L.A. tour on 14.20 a.m. But back to the Euro Cup. Um, 3-3 going into overtime. And then, what do you know? Uh, Spain scores. And they're scoring off of really cool set pieces, too. And, um, you know, corner kicks and stuff. And it's, it's cool to see the skill at that level. And that's another thing that I can appreciate, definitely. Even as somebody who is starting to watch a lot more, I mean, watching three seasons, at least, of MLS. So, at least, under, getting to understand the flow of the game more and seeing some great skill at the MLS level as well. Um, I, I mean, I'm not... Definitely, I don't think, I think people really under, under um, rate Major League Soccer so much. Obviously, I'm very biased there as a, as a fan of LAFC, but the quality is great. And it's going to get better um, as teams start to attract um, some of these bigger European names, you know, like Luca. Maybe he'll come over to, uh, you know, the U.S. to play. Um, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, that's an example, like, and as they start to brand themselves, like on ESPN, I think the ESPN is definitely doing a good job of of um, centering the Euro Cup in a way that to attract more fans. I don't know if the UEFA is paying them off pretty well to do that, but you know when they lead Sports Center or when they you know do breaking news of all these things that happen during Euro Cup, I mean it's showing at least with. And I'm I'm and I'm only centering ESPN because it's clearly the most popular cable sports or even any sports network that we have in america and um at least in the united states of america uh but 
that's kind of the pulse of where the sporting community is. And I think the Euro Cup has now been really centered when it comes um, every four years. Um, but Spain beating Croatia 5-3 was a big deal. A lot of people commented on my photo. A lot of people that don't watch traditional American sports. And that's another thing that's really cool too is a lot of people don't watch traditional American sports, but are Americans or American sports fans or... They watch, um, you know, soccer and they're not as loud about their or vocal about their support. And some people are only supporters of their soccer team. Um, you know, I have a, I have a friend uh, who's an actor in Los Angeles with me. And he's, um, he has his, uh, his favorite team and, um, in, in the Premier League. And he, he doesn't watch NFL or anything. He grew up in San Diego. You know, and so that that's the kind of profile. And I don't think he played soccer. He might have growing up, but there's something about a lot of these leagues that attract fans that some of the traditional American leagues don't attract. But definitely going to uh, international sporting events. It's not my first international sporting events. My first European soccer event. I've been to all four tennis majors. Uh, three of them obviously are not in the U.S. When I went, I went to uh, Wimbledon in 2016 as well. I went to the French Open in 2014. I went to Australian Open in 2017. And all of those are very high-profile events on that same level of the Euro Cup, for sure. And our Euro Cup is definitely on that same level in terms of how how globally they attract so many people. But with the U.S. and the addition of U.S. sports fans, the game is only going to grow even more. It's only going to be... Um, you know, even more paid attention to in the U.S. And that's something that's cool. So who knows what it'll look like in the 2024 Euro Cup. Um, but I also, I, I was talking about this earlier, like I, I got to watch Wales play in Wales on TV, in a pub. I was in a pub in, in, in Cardiff, Wales. After I spent a day at Stonehenge, which was pretty crazy because I had to drive there on the left side of the road. And I was also driving a stick shift and I was sitting on the other side of it. It was really crazy. Anyways, um, that was a cool experience. And um, Denmark was also playing, like, you know, in this Euro Cup as well. Today they lost to England. Um, so congrats to all the England fans. We have a lot of England fans that are Hawaii sports fans as well. So congrats to their team. Um, and shout out to uh, all our friends, Carrie, Catherine, my friends that are living in, in London as well, who are big England fans. Um, and Hawaii sports fans, uh, fans of UH football, huge fans of UH football, both of them living in England. And it's cool for them to be a part of that. I mean, they're so into it. This is the cool thing, too, is like people in Europe are like so into it. And I was telling people like being in Denmark when Denmark is playing in the in the Euro Cup. It's like, of course, I know everyone knows because everyone is talking about it. everybody's vibing over it. Like if the U.S. was playing in the World Cup, people would probably no, for the most part, I would think in the U.S., maybe in major cities, at least in the major cities. But it wouldn't be buzzing like it does when their countries are playing. And what I mean by buzzing, I mean like lines coming out of bars. So that was what I saw in Copenhagen. And, um, you know, all the hotel lobby bars everywhere was just crowded with people watching the game. And that was really cool. And, and Denmark beat. Um, they won 4-0 over Wales, ironically, or coincidentally, I should say. Um so that was cool for me to witness and see like how people, you know, fell into the streets. Also, they just totally like wrecked, I would say wrecked in not a bad way. I'm saying like they um, very partied very hard and left a lot of traces behind, put it that way, 
in their in their um, town square after the game. And in the morning, every shard, every piece of litter totally picked up. Like, these Scandinavian countries, man, they don't mess around. They're public spaces, they're super clean. And that was cool to witness as well. Um, but Spain beat Croatia in that game, 5-3. The Spaniard fans were very, very happy after the game. <laughs> so they were definitely louder than Croatia. But it wasn't, like, hateful at all. And that was a kind of cool part of the, the culture. I didn't... I mean, I'm sure there are people that, of course, there are people that take it to the next level, but drinking, which I think contributes to a lot of the problems with American sports, definitely in the stands. I, I rarely hear anybody who has done anything but been drunk is the reason that they get into fights in the stands. Um, you know, there are people that don't need to be drunk to get into fights, but let's face it, a lot of it stems from that, people over drinking. And I think that also, personally, I think that stems a lot from the American culture um, with alcohol. Whereas in Europe, alcohol, especially wine, is naturally worked in into a child's, you know, and I'm saying child because a lot of families in Europe give their children wine because it's, you know, just culturally a part of um, how it is, or at least as teenagers. I'm not saying they're giving their four-year-olds wine or something. Uh, so it might be, I don't know. But I'm saying like, they don't, they don't, in, in America, when people wait till they're 21 and they get crazy and there's a lot of people who can't handle their alcohol. That was my long-winded way of saying that. But in Europe, um, <laughs> there were, you could buy six. You could buy six Heinekens at one time. Six pints. And they give you a thing. I mean, you can't do that in the U.S. You can keep going back. But that's how much they trust the people there. Where they're like, okay, you can just buy six. Like Even if you drank these all yourself, which I, I don't know if people did. They might be. You know, for the most part, I saw people, you know, buying for all of their friends, which makes it a lot easier. And I don't think and I think they know that they're going to distribute them to their friends, you know, so they trust them. But that's something that's different, right? Like we, you can't buy a bunch of beer at a game in America, but also Americans can't handle it. I will I will say this um, unequivocally, I guess that the U.S. probably a lot of people have a harder time controlling their alcohol than what I've seen in Europe, at least or and in Asia. And they drink a lot in Asia. I don't, it's hard to drink a Korean under the table. I mean, that's like when I went to a Korean baseball game, like everybody was drinking, like old people drink and you don't see fights there, you know? Like, so I'm saying like culturally, it's like how we approach the game. I think what I didn't like about the game, obviously, I saw people throwing things in the field. Like I said, the, the journalist next to me got hit by a water bottle, which was crazy to see that. I was like, whoa, that's like insane. Like that, that shouldn't be happening. I mean, that's for anything that's stupid anyway, somebody who's nearly at the top trying to hit the, throw it all the way to the field. He's not going to make it to the field. So I don't know why that person was trying to do that. But um, there were a lot of people that were really close to the field that were throwing things. And that's just uncalled for. I mean, if that's a part of the football culture, I mean, that's something that they definitely need to address. Um, because, you know, athletes are not there to get stuff thrown at them ever. Definitely not in the NBA. But in soccer as well. I mean, people are throwing like projectiles too. It's like water bottles. Basically still filled completely with water. That's like a pound, you know? It's like, it's a hard object. So it could hurt somebody. But, you know, that there's a lot of it happening, which is unfortunate. But like I said, there are a lot of things that are a lot different than the american um, way of entertaining as well in terms of putting on a game and 
it's all it's interesting to see how all these elements will blend because when I look at videos from like Argentina soccer or something or like Central America they have all these crazy pyros and all these crazy like laser light shows and holograms and I'm like man I want that stuff to come to the US that that's cool um, they didn't have this in Copenhagen but that's also because it doesn't didn't get dark till ten o'clock which was also crazy. Um, but they were also happy because that was the best weather they had in Denmark and I was there at a good time. But that was a part of my experience, all kind of in a nutshell. I'm, I'm going to have a vlog up there soon. Um, up there, meaning on uh, Hawaii Sports Fan social media channels. So check it out, youtube.com. Make sure you're subscribed. Um, please subscribe. If you want to sponsor the show, if you're out there and you're interested in sponsorships, let me know as well. Or send us an email, send me a private message at HI Sports Fans on Instagram, at HI Sports Fans on Twitter. Um, because I want to continue to build a community as well of people that also want to do these things and go on these major adventures. Because I want this to be a thing that I do every four years. Right? Go to, just like I want to go to the Super Bowl or go to the Super Bowl every year, I want to be able to go to Euro Cup every four years, go to the World Cup, you know? And um, Mahalo Bradley. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, a lot of people are like-minded, but they might be a little bit, um, you know, uh, reticent to go because of the, um, you know, things that could go wrong, some people. And you can never think that way, right? There's always, always a fear. And that's something I wanted to address because, you know, for me, even personally, going to Europe and being there for 12 days... Um, I'm not really super fearful, but I, 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 I know that there are risks. And, and, I, and I, I think that um, when you go with groups or even when you don't, um, anything can happen. And it's not like the fear of somebody else doing something to you. I mean, you could get hurt. Or my aunt had, you know, had a heart attack in, in South Korea, which was really scary for all of us. You know? And um, it's scary for her, I know, being in a different country and not knowing you know, how they're going to pay for it, which is a sad part of any time going on having any kind of kind of medical emergency um but i think it's worth it every time and i come back and i'm like wow this is kind of a dream almost to go to these things and it, it really was in a lot of ways and now watching the tournament back on tv again back in the u.s watching it on espn i'm like whoa that's crazy like i was there like that theme song they play they play it in the stadium as well and it's like the prolonged version so it's not just like the bumper 10 second euro cup version but it's the actual official long song so it's kind of cool it's like like i you know like i talked about being at a pay-per-view event um you have that feeling of you're at something like a premium kind of a thing and that euro cup definitely had that feeling there was definitely that buzz in copenhagen um and it's just a fun city like i said i got to be there i got to go to malmo sweden got to go to hamburg germany got to go to amsterdam which was amazing I went to the Anfrank house and Frank, as you know, she left a diary of hiding um, from you know Nazis in Amsterdam with her father in his shop, and they had some helpers, but they were caught after even after Americans were about to uh, or help to liberate. This is going to be the most credit. That's good war for America, uh, but they didn't get there in time, unfortunately, for Anne, and she was sent to a concentration camp. Her whole family was, and only the dad survived. And I only bring that up because it's a sad moment in history and um, tragic, but it's also a part of the travel experience, I think, personally. Um, 
I also went to the Van Gogh Museum, and some of you in Hawaii are experiencing the Van Gogh experience um, right now. But I, Van Gogh has been—I've been a fan of for a long time, definitely since high school and through college and learning about him. And then I went to a Van Gogh exhibit, a, a really fun one, at the Denver Art Museum. And if you're on my Denver tour, I offered that to people. Nobody came with me, but it was also the morning of the Sunday game, so I went like that morning before the Broncos game. Was that Sunday or Monday? Yeah, I think it was Sunday. So that was fun. Like I'm saying, like that's all connected to like traveling and going to sports. You never think, but going to these museums and Van Gogh, um, great story. Um, something personally that I resonate with a lot, his life um, and his crazy, um, but also his art and how he shared it with the world. And I, I want to share like my culture from being from Hawaii and the things that I love and my passion for languages and all those things are wrapped into what I'm doing at Hawaii Sports Fans as well and what we're doing on our tours. And that's, that's another reason why I think our tours are different because you know I, I personally guide all of them, for one thing. But I bring a lot of that experience. I bring all these storytelling. And I also bring you know a, a pretty a level of confidence in terms of getting into the game safely, doing it efficiently, and making the experience as pain-free for you as possible. So... Ultimately, that's what I want to make happen, and I have for almost 10 years. Over 10, I'm in my 10th season of offering tours, 10th, 10th, 10th year, which is crazy. And I, um, it's been great, every single tour, over 20 tours. Um, and Aloha Robert, he's commenting. Robert's the ultimate sports fan. He's been about five or six Hawaii sports tour fans tours, and I'm just so grateful for people like him who have come back every time because they have made... Um, they've really validated my our, our mission in a lot of ways at Hawaii Sports Fans to really bring a new level of experience. And I think for Robert and um, for Lori, who comes with him, shout out to Lori. I think I helped them to, to create an experience that they may not be able to do on their own, and I think he'll admit that he hasn't as well. And I think that is one of those things that I'm proud of as well, and that's why people come back. So hopefully you're one of those people that will be a first-time client um, or come back with me uh, to many tours, to the Super Bowl. Uh, I know I have a lot of people reaching out. They're going to SoFi, so save up for that game, SoFi Stadium. Uh, reach out to me if you want to be there. I, I know I can help you get in that stadium, guaranteed, and do it in a way that is best for you um, without having to pay. Because you can just pay the exorbitant money right now and get into the game, but I'll help you pay. Not it still be exorbitant, but um, a lot better in a way, and it, it, still a lot better. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I can still do it cheaper, and I can still do it in a way that'll be a more memorable experience for you. Getting into the game, getting out of the game, celebrating before and after, and that's a part of the experience. That's a part of the whole experience, and that's everything about my tours is the experience from beginning to end. The game itself is a major part of it, but only a small part of the experience, right? Because you have before and after and the days before and the days after. And I always want to find really creative things to do, and we have, and go to eat at really great restaurants, and we do. And it's always, I always love to eat local. It's my favorite thing. I always eat things from the places. So after the Croatia-Spain game in Denmark, in Copenhagen, I walked back to the main area by the amusement park, Tivoli, where I was staying as well. So go look at that place, Tivoli, T-I-V-O-L-I. -I. That place is so fun. It's, so, it's amazing. If you like theme parks, that place is magical. And, that, and they inspired Disneyland. So 
I mean, I'm still, I think that what Disney did was really cool, but Tivoli is clearly where he got a lot of inspiration from. No doubt that's where he got most of the magic in Disneyland. He got from this place in Denmark. Um, but the Danes have a really great lifestyle and a really great culture, which is fun. And they also have this, this food um, called Flesk, which I got after the game, and it's like deep fried uh, pork. It's like deep fried bacon. It was like hard. It was good. It was delicious, and I had some potatoes and beets on the side, and um, it was good. Some Danish beer. It was delicious. But that's a part of that whole experience. And I love to eat local. I love to eat a memorable thing that um, will remind us of the game or the day or the area. So. You know, we've done that in all the cities that we go to across the U.S. And we're going to do that again in L.A. We're going to eat some good food. So I hope you all can join me on that tour. And, um, you know, I hope that uh, I inspire some of you to, to go on your own adventures. And whether, you know, you just are at home or on your island or in your small town or wherever you in the whole wide world, you know, all the people I've met across, you know, Europe and going to Belgium and, um, and to the Netherlands and Germany, Sweden, Denmark. I, I met so many people just like us, just like me and you, just like normal humans. I just want to have fun and go on great adventures. And that's the cool thing. That's what binds all of us together. And that's what's important ultimately. But I am so jet lagged. I am making it through the day though. I'm grateful for all of you. Um, and I'm excited for the next adventures. And I hope you can join me. So check us out, hisportsfans.com. Uh, I'm going to get unjet lagged uh, pretty soon, hopefully. But talk to you guys later. Aloha.